In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Yesterday in Pensacola, Friday in Chicago, Thursday night at an Episcopal church in Alabama, Thursday in Oakland, Wednesday in South Carolina, last Sunday in Los Angeles, in Michigan, in Gary, Indiana, in Indianapolis, in New Orleans, and in Denver. In all of these places, our nation has seen the demon of gun violence rear its ugly head once more. Senseless killings, destruction of life, so easy to pull off and so terrifying to anyone who survived. The demon of gun violence is all around us and it's the source of our societal shame as Americans that we have to put up with this on a daily basis. It must end. The demons must be cast out, the violence must stop. Something absolutely must be done. And it must be done right now with the power of God causing this senseless killing to cease. Today's gospel is all about Jesus confronting those demons head on, legions of them. Jesus, a faithful Jew from Nazareth who decides to set sail on the Sea of Galilee to the other side, Gentile territory, the land of the unclean, and not just to a Roman settlement, but rather to the land of the Gerasenes with their pig farms, something no righteous religious Jew would ever intentionally do. Jesus risks his credibility, his religious integrity, his personal safety by leaving his homeland for a strange an uncertain place that is surely going to confront his personal values, his personal well-being, and cause his disciples to question everything that he's doing. And what happens? He runs into just about the scariest guy imaginable, a man with no clothes, who is completely out of his mind. The man is unable to live in society, even Gentile society. He lives among the tombs, among the dead, among the unclean of the unclean. And something about Jesus, perhaps his lack of fear, his willingness to be open, to be kind and respectful, perhaps his determination to bring good news to even those who are seemingly dead people in a society that his religion regarded as less than, a society that was not even considered fully alive by the faithful establishment, even to this pitiful, rather sad and scary place Jesus was determined to risk everything to go and proclaim his good news of the kingdom of God. And so Jesus heals the man by casting the demons into the pigs who drowned themselves into the sea. The people of the region are stunned. They've never seen anything like this in their life. And the man who was beyond scary 
is now in front of them clothed and in his right mind. The power of God is revealed and fear, amazement, and terror shroud the people in the land of the Gerasenes and they ask Jesus to leave because his presence is simply too overwhelming for them. The healed guy wants to go back to Galilee with Jesus and the disciples, but Jesus refuses. Instead, this man becomes Jesus' witness to tell others all that God has done for him. And the story tells us that as far as the author knows, this man continued to tell others about all that God has done for him for the rest of his life. So what does this story have to do with our grave and present danger of gun violence in society? Absolutely everything. If we as Christians, as people who proclaim good news, are going to have any effect on society, we have to take risks like Jesus. We have to face the challenges of gun violence, those societal demons that torment us head on. Just as Jesus healed the man who was so plagued and worn down and barely alive, living among the dead, we have to determine how we confront the legions of demons that are contributing to this gun violence, the endless disparity between rich and poor, the ease of acquiring weapons, the structural inequalities preventing access to good education, adequate housing, mental health care, abundant community life, and the absolute incompetence of all of our elected officials in taking these matters so lightly that nothing gets done. But there's one more aspect to all of this. There's hate. Hate in the hearts of the perpetrators, hate in society, and sadly, there's even hate in our hearts that contributes to this in some way. And the hate and the violence and the destruction must end. Just like Jesus, we have to take risks and confront the demons that plague us, Just like Jesus, we have to go to the land of the Gerasenes, places like the corner of 12th Avenue and Jefferson Street, places like the hearings in our local and state and federal governments that want to solve gun problems with more guns, places in society that we'd all know that we'd rather not see, the people living in the tomb or in the alleys, or to use a bit of old-school language here, we have to look in the gutter and see who's actually there. Jesus went to all those scary places and more, looking to heal. Today's gospel invites us to do that as well. But there's much more to this, because there's a spiritual side to this as well. The gospel writers often use the term demons to denote places that have a profound lack of grace, to denote situations where people are being tormented by something, 
to classify that something either something by human choice or by a spiritual presence that is working against God. And when Jesus encounters these demons, he proclaims a love upon them that is so compelling and so strong, a love upon those demons that is so filled with grace and wholeness and restoration that the demons and the powers that work against God simply cannot stand up against them. And the example of Jesus doing this work has to, in some way, trickle down to us. But it starts. It starts by us deepening our spiritual lives. It starts by us committing to pray every day to an end of this scourge of gun violence. It continues by us getting involved at every level in our society in some way to preach peace, to spread love, and to advocate for good things for all people everywhere. But when we are not doing those things, when we're at home, We must be purposely summoning the power of God to be with us, to equip us with wisdom, to summon the power of God to end this scourge on our society, to put an end to all of that hatred that all humans have in their hearts, to end this surge of violence that is making us numb to this great societal demon that is the shame of America today. We are called to pray, to pray without ceasing, to let the power of the Holy Spirit change us and give us courage, courage to be like Jesus, who today totally risked everything, his reputation, his religious standing, his personal safety and well-being, in going to a foreign land, risking his own protection and going in. And once he's there, immediately he's up against a man who is so crazed, he's feared even by those who are related to him. To have this courage to go and be salt of the earth and light to the world, to have this courage to confront the demons of our society that take us away from goodness, that take us out of the light and put us into the dark, those things that make us think that God is somehow distant and removed from our everyday. We must have the courage to be salt and light and the courage to pray for an end to this scourge. The courage to pray without end so that the demons of weapons, those demons of weapons can, paraphrasing Martin Luther King Jr. who quoted Isaiah, so that those demons of weapons can be turned from swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks so that people and nations will no longer rise up against people and nations. And none of us, in the words of the old school spiritual, none of us will study war anymore because Jesus and God's love really is that powerful. That's our lesson for today. Like those pigs that were cast down into the water, we must rid ourselves and our world of the senseless demon of gun violence in our society. 
We must pray to have the fortitude and strength to stare straight into the face of evil and repel it, not with hate, but with God's love. A love that we have built up inside of us because we have done the work. A love that we have prayed about day in and day out without ceasing, without pause. A type of loving prayer that gives us new courage, new strength, new resolve, and a new willingness to be like Jesus and stop at absolutely nothing until healing and wholeness take place and the grace of God is everywhere. Jesus was not frozen in fear, and we don't have to be either. We know we worship a powerful God of love, of peace, of grace, of wholeness. We know what we must do. Jesus' help is right there waiting to help us. It's time to pray. It's time to ask God for help, and we must have faith that we will be given everything we need to stop at nothing from restoring the kingdom of God back to what God intends. Take action in society. Go to the land of the Gerasenes. Pray without ceasing, and do not give up. Do not give up until we, too, are able to tell others all about what God has done for us. And keep telling that good news to others every day for the rest of our lives. <laughs>